Hello, welcome to Shitty Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about uh, heaven. So, in a previous episode, I was talking about how I found some new information about heaven based on real, you know, biblical evidence or biblical knowledge, just looking up information from people who really study the Bible and want to follow it as closely as possible. And if you didn't hear that episode, I was just basically what it says about heaven is that when you die, you do not go right to heaven. And this is according to the Bible, the New Testament. You do not go straight to heaven when you die. There is a period of time where you're just dead, like the same way atheists see death, just straight up, just nothingness. Um, And then you're awakened from that once the resurrection occurs, which is the second coming of Christ. Um, That's in Revelation. So if you really study and read the Bible closely, that's what it says. Um, according to most most scholars and most, um, like, I guess you would say, like, Christian officials, or, or, I guess. So, um, there are some parts of the Bible where it kind of contradicts that. For example, when Jesus is on the cross, and then there's somebody next to him, and Jesus is like, I will see you in a second, basically. <laughs> basically, he says, like, oh, we're going to die now, and I'm going to see you right after. So people take that as to mean that, obviously, they're both going to heaven immediately after dying on the crosses. Um, but that's kind of the only place where it says that, and there's a lot more evidence showing that you die <laughs> completely, and then you wait for the resurrection, and then you're going to go to heaven after that, at that point, basically. So I think what's interesting is a lot of people who are heavy in the Christianity um, believe that heaven is something that comes right after and don't even, haven't even done the research enough to realize that if you really dive into it, that's not what it says. Um, so I think it's interesting that, well, I, I guess the reason I'm, I'm talking about this is because I kind of had another little, I guess, crisis of faith where I started thinking, like, why are people Christians? Like, if you are they just being Christian so that they can go to heaven? I started thinking about that. And I think that's what a lot of people think um, who aren't religious. Because that's how I used to think about Christians. I used to think, oh, they're just doing that because they want to get into heaven. <laughs> that, like, Because why would you miss out on all of the, the best experiences in physical life just for the afterlife? That's the reason because you're the only reason that you would miss out on all of the things that the physical life has to offer, like wealth and 
um, you know, material wealth and sex and just being a catty person and just being vain. I feel like the only real motivation or one of the only motivations is because you feel like being in heaven close to God would be better than anything physical. So that's what you're aiming for. And I think, I mean, arguably, even if there is a delay between your actual physical death and when you go to heaven, it's like at that point, would it really matter? That's, I mean, so that's kind of what people say. That's why some people say, well, technically it is immediately that you go to heaven because if you're dead, you wouldn't know. So they're saying there's a point where God would like basically wake your soul up from your death and you would go to heaven. Um, but I find that a lot harder to believe uh, than than just dying and going right to heaven because there's a lot of people who talk about near-death experiences and describing the same thing or similar things. So I kind of don't believe that there's this waiting period. And I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty, you know, confident um, that I really don't think there's going to be a second coming of Jesus honestly. And, you know, this is just where I am in my faith right now, where I'm pretty much with on board with most of the uh, information that Christianity has to offer. But I, I honestly don't think that there's going to be a second coming of Christ. And then there's supposed to be a thousand year war, um, basically between good and evil, I think, on the earth. So the earth is going to be taken over by actual spirits. And I think some people believe that this actually is going on now. I don't know much about that, but I don't know. It's just something to think about because um, some. I think one of the things, I, well, I'll, I'll just say my perspective. Um, when you see all these celebrities and musicians who are really successful, especially rappers, a lot of times they, they say things, I'm, I guess I'm really talking about the rappers, about they talk about selling their souls. And it's kind of like this thing in the open. And I know a lot of people don't believe that that's an actual thing. But even if you don't believe that it's an actual thing, an actual contract with an actual devil and, that, and you don't believe in that, um, you still can understand that if some when you say you sell your soul basically you're giving your life over to material wealth so you're just saying okay i'm gonna do whatever you say you're becoming a slave in order to get the most material gain that's basically what selling your soul is because what you're supposed to do um basically according to the bible is give up your whole life to carry the cross like to be um, to live like Jesus, to to live without sin, right? So it's kind of like everyone chooses a team, basically, because when you think about it, well, even if you don't believe in any religion and you don't believe in anything spiritual, then you still are choosing a team. You're either going to spend your whole life caring about money and caring about your image or you're going to care about being a good person like when you think about it that I feel from the people I've known in my life they definitely just split right down the middle um and then you see people cross over from one side to the other so you might you might um 
grow up knowing somebody who was in a gang and just and just cared about being flashy and um, just being as powerful as possible. And then they may have a, a child and then start to care more about being a good person because they want to teach their child that. And they see how nice, how innocent the kid is and they want to preserve that innocence by teaching them to be nice. Um, and then they start to be nice, like basically as a, um, as a product of that kind of. So I think that even if you don't, if you're not, again, you're not religious, you're not spiritual, you're not a Christian, you still can see how these themes play out in the world. And uh, so that's why I really like reading the Bible, because it's just so cool to think about how much time has passed since this book was written, and how much things are the same. <laughs> it's really, really crazy. And social media just makes it more in your face. So, it's, I mean, yeah, I'm take a little break. All right, and we're back. So, um, I just think it's important to understand that it's not being Christian and, and or just, I mean, see, I think it's important to understand the the positive things about the Bible without thinking of it through the religion itself. So I think being a Christian is about turning away from sin. So if you take that as, you know, I mean, this is kind of what some New Age things do. They take that anti-materialism kind of, aspect of the Bible and they turn it into um, like Buddhists giving away all their material goods and just that kind of thing. But I mean, I just think the Bible lays it out in the best way out of all, because I've, I've studied a lot of different religions looking for something to fit into where my beliefs kind of melded in and the Bible has been the only thing that really fit the majority of, of what I think about, the, especially about people. I think the Bible is, a lot of it is about people and about how fucked up people are. Like, like they were really, like, this is the cool, this is, like, the part of the Bible that made me want to read it. I'm trying to get through the whole thing. Um, in, in, uh, in Genesis, when Cain kills Abel, spoiler alert, <laughs> Um, God can't find Abel. That's so Cain and Abel are brothers. Can't, this is the first murder that ever happened in the history of the world, according to the Bible. <laughs> and um, when Cain kills Abel, God is like, Yo, Cain, you see your brother Abel? And Cain goes, What? Am I my brother's keeper? Like he says, like if you think about that in today's context, it's just so crazy. To, that back then people were like that. Like that was something people understood. What, am I my brother's keeper? Why the fuck you asking me that, God? Like that's really what he said to God. That's how fucked up Cain was. And I, I just think it's really, it's crazy to like look at it in that way. Like, because that really is the intent behind it. If you made it, if you really made it modern, you would 
you would translate in my my brother's keeper to why the fuck are you asking me? That's the real that's the real new age trans new, you know, 2018 translation of that line. And that's that reason is why I like the Bible, because of the, the parts that are like that. A lot of parts of it, of it are like that. So it's a good read. <laughs> but I mean, but seriously, because that's crazy that you can just imagine how it was back then for people to get that kind of attitude, somebody to have that kind of attitude of just not caring. And you killed your, you mind you, Cain killed Abel. And he's saying that to God. That's how much of a dick he is. Like, you know, that's something that transcends time. So, um, I think it's important to look at life in terms of good and evil and in terms of sin and turning away from sin. Um, And I think people put a lot of other names on things and just try to replicate things that the Bible says and and everyone agrees with it as soon as it's something that's not from the Bible. And I talked about that in the Law of Attraction episode. I just think it's sad. It's not really fair. It's, I think, sadly... The, the Christians have messed up Christianity and it's messed up. I don't, I mean, even to say, I don't like saying like, I'm a Christian. I don't like saying that because I just don't like that. When you say that people go, Oh God, you're a Oh my God. So you believe Jesus was, Oh my God. So stupid. Like that's what people think when you say Christian, they don't think, I feel like it makes more, it, it well, you know what? It honestly, it just makes me feel better to say it. I, follow, I like to read the Bible. I follow the Bible. I feel like I can get people to respect me more if I say that, which is fucked up. But the funny thing is it's said in the, in the Bible that it was going to be like that. It was like that for Jesus' first followers, and it's still like that now. It's the same thing. Even though he was right about everything he was telling them, it's the same thing where you're, you're trying to follow Jesus his life, looking at his life as something to follow after, make your model your own life after, um, and trying to make other people see why it's important to live their lives like that. And you're made fun of for it, you're mocked for it, and it, it's all positive things. It's just you trying to be less of a selfish person and give your life to God. That's what it means to be a Christian. You're supposed to be giving your whole life to your godly values that means when you start and this is the hard part it's like today I I got I was irritated when you start to get really angry you can't just think well I want to get revenge because I think when we get angry the first thing we want to do is lash out and, and get back at the people who we feel like are threatening us and so for me I have to say now you know now that I'm a Christian, I have to say, well, this is not, I can't do that. Like, I I just have to stop myself and just, you know, I might be quiet. I might be kind of like holding in my anger and still can't get rid of it, but I can't lash out. I have to like do my best to not lash out. Sometimes I still lash out, but I just know that it's not the right thing to do, so I cannot do it. It's, It's that serious. It's like, it's like for someone who's never committed murder, 
killing someone is not a natural reaction for them. So if you've never murdered someone and someone cuts you off in traffic, even if you have a gun in your car, you're not going to get out and murder them. It's not like the first thing that comes to your mind. Even if you're really angry, it's not going to be the first thing that comes to your mind. First thing, you're probably just going to curse them out. But for someone who's already killed somebody, it's a lot easier to just be like, oh, fuck, I got to kill this guy, too, because he's doing the same thing as the last guy I killed or whatever. You see, it's easy. It's just like for people who cheat in relationships. If you cheat one time, you might, I mean, I think a lot of times people feel like I might as well just keep cheating because I already did it once. So I might as well just do whatever I want. It's that same kind of thinking. So I think that's why when you decide to, you know, give your life over to God and just really try to be, and even if you take it down a notch, you don't want to think of it good with you. Even though it is, if you're trying to be a better person, you're automatically, even though you're not saying it, you are trying to give your life to God because you're you're following that same path of of putting others putting others um before yourself and not giving into sin i'm pretty sure most people can agree on most of the sins that they're bad besides you know the gay thing i don't know like i've said before i don't believe that being gay is is bad but I do believe in the Bible that it says it says mankind shouldn't lie with mankind as womankind or whatever. It does say that, but I personally don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, I so I don't really. I, there's other interpretations to that line. I'm gonna do an episode on that, but I mean, the thing about it is, and and I've mentioned this before. When there's a sin in the Bible, when you're somebody who's trying to live and give your life to God, that doesn't mean that you, anytime you see somebody doing any sin that you see in the Bible, you just scream at them or like you just look down on them. That's not like we're all sinners in God's eyes. And I mentioned that before. There's not one person who has never sinned. Like we're all sinners. And the people who, there's even parts of the Bible that say that. So, you're not supposed to condemn people for their lifestyle choices, whatever kind of sins they've made. So it's it doesn't matter, basically. If somebody is gay, it's not, it's not something where you're supposed to... What, what are you supposed to do about it? You're not supposed to kill them. You're not supposed to... It doesn't even say you're supposed to punish sinners or anything in the Bible. So I don't really understand why, how it got you know, to a point where Christians treat gay people so badly. It's really, I really don't understand how that even happened. Because I've said this before, the church just accepts the, you know, the unwed mothers and the the murderers, and you can't ever turn back from murder. I mean, if somebody's, and I feel like if somebody's gay, like you can't turn somebody straight that's gay. So what are you, are you just going to like hate them forever just because of that when they didn't even choose? They're not choosing that. So it just, it, to me, it's like you accept a murderer who did something hateful just because they felt like doing it. And you won't accept somebody just because they love someone. So, and it, it the, the messed up part is that Christians 
who are really hooked on saying being gay is wrong, they're so, they make it, the religion look bad to everyone else. So it makes people like, well, I'm gay. I don't want to go to Christianity. They're not going to accept me. Or I know someone who's gay. My brother's gay. My dad's gay. Whatever. My my son's gay. I'm not going to be a Christian because they don't accept it. And it's not, that's really not even, it's, it's not about your sin. It's not. So if you're saying that being gay is a sin, it's not, being a Christian is not about your sin because we're all sinners. So if you look at them as sinners and you, I don't even understand why someone who's allegedly saying that they give their life to God is trying to like, like tally everyone's sin and just like point the finger at everybody because that's just not part of it. Even if you say, even if you say like, uh, judge you're not supposed to judge other people people interpret that in different ways and say like well technically you are because you're supposed to tell people when they're sinning and they stop I don't think that's really what they meant I, they didn't mean like go up to them and be like you've stopped sinning right now like that's not what they meant they meant tell it through your own life of of being and 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 again I don't understand how you could just say me like wanting to be in love with the same sex is just wrong. That to me, it just makes no sense. And I definitely think that that's not, it's not one of those things like, okay, you did this, you feel this way. Okay, hell, heaven. It's not like, I don't think it's that simple. And I think the people who make it seem like it's that simple, most of them haven't read the Bible or they don't understand it the way that they think they do. But, Anyway, my point is, it's not about the sin in the first place. It's not. It's about the personal choice of you deciding to turn away from sin as much as possible. That doesn't mean you're going to be perfect every day. It it means you're, you're turning away from it as much as possible and making your life about the things that God cares about and not about yourself. So it's like, for me, I feel like lust is really, that's a bad thing, but I don't see anything wrong with, like, that's why I just don't get the whole, I don't get the the Leviticus thing, that's where it says that, that line, I I really don't think that's what I meant, I have to see the, I'm going to do an episode on it, because I want to really break it down, because I really don't think that's what I meant, at the time, they were really talking about, like, specific areas that were just like sin city kind of type of shit like places where people were like raping women in the street and like just just having every type of weird sex and bestiality and and pedophilia everything there were like places where all of that was just normal like imagine a world where none of that was considered wrong like there was no like, limit to the amount of, people were just, like, having sex in the street, and just raping in the street, and no one stopped, and no one thought it was wrong, it was just something that happened, all kinds of orgies, just in the street, just walking down the street, you see, like, your teacher, (laughs) all of your teachers (laughs) in an orgy, and it's fine, and it's, like, not something people think about, that's how bad it was in some of the places that they're talking about in the Bible, so I think it's really fucked up to take that out of context, where it's, like, now, there's a lot more limitations on how crude you can be and how, you know, 
quote unquote sinful you can be. Um, so I really don't think that's that that line is meant in a way where where there's like a loving like homosexual relationship. I don't think I think that line is more directed towards people who are just having just random rampant sex with everyone. It's not really about the, it's not, um, I feel it's not directed towards like real relationships that are same sex. I think it's directed towards just random sex with everybody kind of thing, more like a lust, more about not being lustful. That's what, that's my opinion on it. I, I mean, like I said, I have to do more research. Anyway, my point about this is just when you give your life up to God, it's about a personal journey of turning yourself away from your own sins and sharing more and helping people more. And and it gets to a point where if you read the Bible enough, you study, you know, Jesus enough, you start to be able to kind of see moments where you need to step in or like you need to speak up or you need to give this homeless person money or I mean that sounds like a I don't know if that sounds like shallow or something but I mean I know for me sometimes um after I sometimes when I see people on the street is like I feel like um shy kind of to help them because I don't want to make them feel like embarrassed. Like I don't want to like go out of my way and be like, hey man, do you need help? And a lot of people nowadays when they when they help homeless people, they record it and stuff. So I don't oh. want them to think that I want it to be, I want it to seem genuine. Like I don't want to seem like I'm not being genuine. Um, and so before I would be really shy about helping people, but now that I'm more of a follower of of the Bible, I find it a lot easier to help people. I'm not going to give examples because, like I said, I don't like when people do that. That's a whole nother episode. I don't like, that's, that's me, that should be a sin. Just, it probably is in there somewhere. And I'm telling you, the Bible is full of a lot of good information. But this is like a public service announcement. If you want to help somebody, please don't record it. Just help don't record it. Just fucking help people. Don't take a picture. Don't take a selfie. Just help. Don't tell people that you're helping other people unless you're trying to get them to help too. Just straight up. That shit is just not right. Like, just don't do that for real. It's just not, it's not a good look. It makes you look stupid as shit. Nobody is looking at you like, oh my god, Jim is such a great guy. He helps the kids. Everyone's looking at you like you're a douchebag because every time you help somebody, you got to tell a million people. But I think since I've been a follower of the Bible, I feel more of an impulse to help others because I see that that's the only way. Like, this is the only way we're supposed to be living life. And that's really what the Bible's teaching. It's teaching it's teaching you to turn away from the physical world, from the flesh, from the material things in the world that are meaningless no matter what. If you're an atheist, the material things are meaningless. It doesn't matter how much you want to say, 
Oh, well, I want to... I want to leave a mark in this world, and I want to leave a legacy, and I just want to, I'm going to leave my legacy, and then everything that I've worked so hard for will be worth something. No, it's, that's just not true, because how many people, well, I'm not, this obviously isn't meant to be literal, but there's so many people out there who are millionaires, who have everything they could ever want. Maybe they're not even millionaires. They could be thousandaires, and they have everything they ever want, and they feel empty. Do you know why? You might not like hearing this, but that's because they're not close to God. That's the reason. And if you don't want to say God, that's because they are too into the flesh. They're too into the physical world, the material world, the flesh. This is nothing. The material world is nothing. The Bible said it. If you don't think you don't want to believe in the Bible, it's just true. How about that? <laughs> you don't you want to pretend that no one wrote that millions, hundreds of years, whatever years ago? That's just the truth. This physical world is meaningless. The stuff that's really going to make you feel good, even if you want to say, even if you think that we just die, the thing that's going to make you feel good while you're alive is not something that you're going to physically own. I don't care what religion you're in. I don't care if you're a witch. I don't care if you're an atheist. The things in life that are going to make you feel good are not going to be things that you physically buy or physically have. And if you don't have a, if you're saying, no, that's not true, have a kid and then tell me that. Even if you don't want a kid, (laughs) I'm not saying have a kid if you don't want a kid. If you don't, if you have a kid by accident and you're somebody who never thought you you would have a kid and you're somebody who's really into like the physical material world I guarantee you having that kid is going to change your mind about it because they're going to come out they're going to be ugly (laughs) they're going to be ugly because they look like aliens and they're born that's a fact they're they're beautiful but they're also ugly they're just like sacks of flesh when they're born they're parasites by definition (laughs) and they're going to scream and cry and they're gonna not give you anything. <laughs> they're not gonna give you a smile. They're not gonna give you a laugh for at least a good three months. They're just gonna be sitting there pooping and throwing up on you. But you're still gonna like them, and you're not gonna know why. So that's one of the many things in life. That's something that you um that to me is proof that the real fruits of life the real things that mean something that make you feel good are not money they're nothing that you can buy you cannot buy now don't don't go getting technical on me but you can't buy a baby you know what i'm saying like you have to make it somehow with nature even if you're doing a test tube baby you cannot buy a baby. You can't buy that care and that relationship with a child if you adopt and that bond that you build. Even if you don't, even if you're just like volunteering with kids or like work with kids, the bond that you can create with a with somebody who can't do anything for you, that's not that is worth a lot more for than than anything that you can buy. Even if you get everything on your wish list, you get your dream car, you get your dream girl get your dream everything it's not gonna be it's not gonna add up to the feeling that you get when you 
put energy into helping other people without that, especially those who cannot give it back. But there's like, there's no way they can help you. So like kids or like people who are really down in their luck, a hard time in their lives. Those are the people that Jesus wanted to help. And the sin, I mean, the sinners in the, in Jesus said, he was with the lepers and the prostitutes and the alcoholics and drug addicts and these are people who could not help him and he was helping them as much as he could as the son of God as one of the most powerful people around at the time just off of his reputation even if you don't believe him as being the actual son of God just as a human he did not have to go to these people and help them he could do whatever he wanted and he would probably he probably would have still had close to the same legacy without going and hanging out with the prostitutes and hanging out with the with the lepers and the sinners and everybody. So I just think, I just, my main point in this um, thing, episode, yeah, is to say just because you the I'm I'm just trying to say that there's a lot of good information in the Bible, and I wish Christians didn't ruin it. (laughs) 